Hour going with a bang. Welcome to the Sports Drive brought to you by Calgary Lock and Save, Calgary's trusted locksmith for emergency unlocks and mores and more. Visit CalgaryLockandSafe.com. Let's get it going with a bang and uh, butcher the English language. It's uh, Pat Steinberg, Aaron Vickers along with you on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, live right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan wasn't kidding. We are getting this going uh, with a bang because kicking off this hour is Flames center iceman Nazem Kadri, who just happened to go deep in Tuesday's Brian Burke's Targets for Kids, was one of the last guys standing in the Celebrity Annie Oakley, and Nazem joins us now on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Nazem, welcome to Flames Talk. How are we doing today? Yeah, good, man. Thanks for having me. How was uh, how was yesterday? Oh, yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. You know, I hadn't uh, done it before and didn't quite know what to expect. But, uh, you know, obviously I, I showed up uh, for Berkey and the foundation and uh, ended up having a lot of fun. Uh, you, uh, you went pretty deep. Like, you were, what, last four or five uh, people shooting? That's right. Yeah, which uh, which is probably a little unexpected, seeing that I've uh, never done it before. <laughs> but you know what? It's uh, it's it's relatively easy to kind of get the hang of. You know, I was pretty brutal on the range, so I was uh, I was a little bit nervous going into it. But you know, luckily, you know, with the audience uh, gave me some support, and I was able to pull through. I was going to say, what's the trick there? Is it a lot of hand eye? Is it a lot of learning on the fly? What what led to the success of Nazem Kadri in the event? Yeah, I mean, just I think just the competitive nature, you know, get the juices flowing a little bit when there's uh, some competition on the line. I I seem to always, uh, you know, try to elevate. So, uh, you know, it, it was hand eye, obviously the grip and you know that that type of thing was, uh, you know, the fundamentals of, of holding the shotgun. But it was uh, it was cool, man. It was cool. I I, uh, I had a blast. So you're uh, you're an Ontario guy, and you signed with the Flames in August of last year. So it was late in the summer. Uh, I I saw you rocking the the cowboy paraphernalia. Like is that is that the first time you've gone full on boots and hat and done the the whole stampede thing? That that is the first time for <laughs> sure. So I'm gonna have to check that off the list. You know, I've never put on a pair of cowboy boots before, and. You know, I'm not sure it's going to be part of my everyday wardrobe, but uh, you know, it was, it was it was fun to dress up and uh, you know, kind of play the role a little bit and uh, have some fun doing it. I was going to ask how old those cowboys those cowboy boots were. Were they uh, a last minute acquisition before the event yesterday? Oh, they're they're brand spanking new. So nice. uh, you know, I've been getting a lot of I've been getting a lot of feedback saying I gotta I gotta you know dust them off a little bit and. Uh, you know, have some uh, have some marks on there, but I'm working on it. No, you pulled it off. I was like, oh, it's uh, well, like full on decked out stampede gear. Um, so is that what uh, what? Because you're in the city right now. Did you come in for Berkey's event, or were you coming in anyway? What uh, what brings you to Calgary during the off season? Uh, yeah, just uh, you know, obviously uh, you got got some got some time on our hands, and figured I'd come out here and support Berkey and his uh, you know charitable endeavor. And, uh, kind of support that event so that was uh that was important to me and just uh being in the community and um showing face and just uh obviously we had a good time and 
you know, the stampede was, was uh, not too far away either. So I figured I'd, you know, kill two birds with one stone and get nice. them both done. How, how's the summer been so far? How uh, have the first few months of the off season been for you, Naz? It's been excellent, really. Uh, you know, obviously a little, little more time than, uh, than we'd hoped for, but you know, at the end of the day, I think uh, just, you know, me specifically, uh, mentally and physically, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was well needed for sure. So we're going to come back next year and, uh, and be eager and, and have lots of energy. And, you know, I think it's, uh, it's been a, you know, pretty productive off season so far. Now, I was going to ask you about that because obviously you wouldn't trade what happened the season before for anything. You win a Stanley cup, you, you played through an injury and then you, you come back and it was a really short off season and you were still kind of working through some of those things. You, we even Blake Coleman talked about it the year before, you know, how he same thing, won a Stanley cup short off season, joined a new team felt like at times he was dragging in his first year with Calgary and felt a whole lot more energized last year. Is that, is that maybe one of the potential positive byproducts of having a longer off season? It's just a, a little bit more juice in the tank for next season. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely, you know, it's, as a player, you don't want to have too long of an off season. You want to try to win it every single year, but obviously that's, you know, that's not realistic. So, you know, um, you know, I think fatigue does play a little bit of a factor, obviously, you know, last summer for me was, you know, one of the most chaotic things I've ever had to experience, you know, obviously winning the Stanley cup and, you know, planning a Stanley cup parade and then, you know, going into free agency, preparing for that you know, having the patience to wait, you know, five or six weeks, whatever, uh, right. whatever the case was and, and, and ended up signing with a new team in, in Calgary. So, uh, trying to find a new house, it was, uh, it was chaos right from the beginning, man. And it was, uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, felt a little o- overwhelmed at times, but at the end of the day, you know, I think now just kind of getting your feet settled and, um, you know, just feeling a little bit more comfortable. I think that makes, uh, makes a big difference. Can you actually expand on that a little bit more, just in terms of how chaotic last summer was and, and how it how long it takes to get settled after you finally put the chaos behind you? You kind of went through all of the things that you had to deal with. Can you, you're, you're moving family and, and you're moving cities and you're getting situated in a new town and a new hockey team. How uh, When you reflect on that, and, and reflect on how crazy last summer was, how long do you think it took for you to finally feel settled? Oh, man, it's, uh, you know what? I, I, I felt pretty good coming out of the gate. I uh, felt like I had lots of momentum, obviously. And then, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, all that stuff kind of uh, hit me at once and just kind of caught up to me a little bit. And, uh, you know, I walked you through the stages, and, you know, I, I'm not making this stuff up. It was pretty... Uh, it was pretty taxing, but, uh, yeah. you know, like I said, uh, in terms of, you know, obviously when you go to a new city, the number one priority is having a good living situation. And, you know, that took some time to sort out. Um, you know, now that, uh, I'm familiar with everybody in the city and, and, uh, you know, everywhere in Calgary, I think it um, you know, makes it a lot easier for me. We're talking to Nazem Kadri of the Calgary Flames and, and, I uh, read the piece over at CalgaryFlames.com a little earlier today, and you spoke to to Ryan and and just a. I'm curious if you can put into words 
the the buzz and kind of the feel of a of a fresh start for the organization, a, a new head coach, a new general manager. Can you just, uh, from your perspective, put into words how fresh things feel, how maybe energizing that might be for you personally, or even when you're talking to some of your teammates? Yeah, I mean, it feels uh, you know a little rejuvenating and uh, exciting is probably the proper. Uh, word to use i think when there's turnaround um you know you're not quite sure with people that are coming in and coming out and uh you know it can be a little uh stressful at times but you know just me personally meeting with you know husk and connie and uh the guys that are in the head roles right now you know i got the utmost confidence in them and in the direction they're taking this team and you know obviously i've made a a long-term commitment to the city and you know, I want to see uh, I want to see us go places. So it's uh, it's exciting for us. Now, as you kind of touched on it, but this is the second straight summer of change for the Calgary Flames. I'm just wondering what the group chat is like, or the conversations with teammates is like when you do have a new head coach, you do have a new general manager, and sort of that rejuvenation that you touched on. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a little bit of a refreshment. You know, I think uh, guys come into camp and just uh, you know, obviously it's it's a new voice and. Uh, new faces, and I think we've we've done some great work, and you know, adding some some great assistant coaches that are gonna, you know, also uh, be hands on and and be very helpful with uh, the kind of personnel we have. So, you know, of course, we want to look to have a little more of a creative style, and, and uh, I think we got the uh, certainly the talent on the, on the team to 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 be able to play to that persona. So, um, it's exciting, man. They 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 want to listen to the players, and they want to get feedback from the players, and. Uh, work on things that uh, that we want to be good at. On that note, you mentioned the creativity, and that uh, must have come up in conversation with Ryan Husk. I know he's mentioned it to us in the media. I'm just your impression on him moving from the assistance role to the head coaching role, and how that might open up the creativity for your group a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, I, I got faith in Husk, and I know uh, I've talked to him several times. Uh, um, you know, one on one since since uh, the news broke, so. You know, I, I really like where his head's at. I think he's a smart guy. And, uh, you know, of course, he's got some coaching experience and especially, you know, familiar with the franchise and the, the players surrounding uh, the organization. So, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, that's that's uh, that's a huge help to find somebody in-house like that that kind of already knows what's uh, what's going on. Can you, uh, you, you've now got a year playing with Ryan under your belt. I'm just curious, can you tell us a little bit about him him as a coach and and kind of what excites about him as as the new head coach of the team well like i said i mean he just uh he wants to first and foremost just point out the personnel and find things we're we're going to be uh great at and you know he wants to improve uh you know certain offensive areas which is something you know a lot of our players can appreciate because you know at the end of the day defense is gonna gonna win you the championship but you know, it's it's a modern NHL offensive game that, you know, everyone has to adapt to. And, um, you know, I think he's going to uh, look to be creative. And like I said, bringing in Savvy and, and uh, you know, he could, you know, he's a guy that can help with the power play and, uh, you know, bring some fresh ideas. And, you know, I'm just excited to, you know, for all of us to, to work together. Let me ask you about Mark Savard a little bit and him joining the staff. What do you think he brings as both a, a head coach or pardon me, in the assistant coaching front, but also a former player in the offensive mind he was when he was playing. Yeah, well, he, well, he's got experience, you know, and and, and coaching. Uh, 
you know, had some pretty good teams in the OHL. He's, you know, had a stint in the NHL as an assistant coach. So, you know, he, he's a smart guy. He knows what's going on. And, you know, he's always a guy I appreciated, you know, watching, you know, when I was younger. And, you know, I, I don't think there was many better half-wall guys on the power play than him. So, uh, you know, it's nice to have a guy where, you know, he's got a lot of NHL experience and he knows, uh, you know, kind of how uh, how things work out there. So, you know, it's, it's going to be nice to have a guy just kind of bounce some ideas off you and, you know, that, that, uh, that'll help us go out there and execute. You uh you would have barely played against him, right? His uh his last season would have been your first full year in the same division, but you, you guys barely crossed over, right? Uh yeah, I believe so. I think he uh you know obviously had had some injury troubles uh, yeah. at the end of his career, so uh, it was a bit of a crossover there. I mean, I I'd, I'd watched him play lots. Uh, of course, him being by that Boston Toronto rivalry, so uh you know, I've uh, I got nothing but uh, but respect for him, and I'm looking forward to working with him. What's uh, what's your early impressions of another former player as uh, Craig Conroy is your general manager? Oh uh, yeah, I, I I love Connie. I love Connie. He's uh, you know he's a uh, he's a people person, and he's got a great uh, great hockey mind. And you know, he's another guy that you know has had a successful career in in terms of uh, you know playing career and kind of knows you know, how, how locker rooms work. And I think it's important to have a guy like that. Of course, he's, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be his first opportunity as, as the lead dog. But, you know, I feel like uh, he's more than capable of, of uh, um, you know, producing. And, you know, he, he, he loves the city of Calgary. You know, he, he calls this place home. And, you know, when, uh, you, you love to see that from guys that uh, are trying to point you in the right direction. Nas, does the GM to player relationship and player to GM back change at all when the guy that's the GM has over a thousand games of playing experience? I don't, I don't think so. No, I mean, obviously every relationship's unique and everyone's different. But uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to chat with Connie too, and um, you know, he's got some great ideas, and I, I love the direction he's going to take this team. And obviously, uh, being in a position where we can still compete at a high level so uh he, he wants to help us win and uh and we want to help him win just a few more with uh flames forward nazim Kadri joining us here on flames talk on this wednesday at, at the end of year news conference uh you, you sat and chatted with us nazim and and one of the things that really stuck out to me when you were kind of looking back on what was a really frustrating year he said it was just a weird season, and, and you must have used that term three or four times. Like It was just weird, all of the things that happened on, off the ice. I'm curious, you're a veteran in this league. You're now a Stanley Cup champion in this league. From a personal standpoint, how, how easy is it for you to put a weird season like that behind you and just let that's in the past and, and doesn't affect me going forward? Is that, is that something that you feel more comfortable doing now than you would have five, six, seven years ago? Oh, of course. It's a, it's a piece of cake. <laughs> you know, to be honest, with you, it's not uh, not difficult at all. Obviously, you reflect on the season after it's over with. and You know, you, you point out areas you could have improved or where it went wrong, and you put some thought into it. But, uh, you know, as the summer goes on, you kind of just, you know, flush that and, uh, and forget about it. And obviously, uh, you know, we expect, uh, you know, better from ourselves. And, I mean, it was a little unfortunate to see, you know, 
a team like, uh, you know, some of some of these teams like Florida, for example, as an HC, just, you know, squeaking in yep. on game 82 and going to the Stanley cup finals. So that's a, that's a great part about the parity of the league. We felt like if we, uh, you know, just would have got one or two more points, we, we could have been in a, a similar situation. So, um, you know, it's a hard league, man. There's a lot of great teams and I think you just gotta, you gotta make the dance to have a chance. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward to trying and doing that next year. Is is putting a season, a frustrating season behind you, is that something you've always been pretty good at or is that something that has developed as, as your career has gone on? Oh, yeah, man. I played in Toronto for 10 years. So, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can shrug things off pretty, pretty easily. So, uh, you know, for me, for me personally, it's, it's, a, it's a non-issue and, um, you know, I, I like looking back on seasons and reflecting on seasons and pointing out certain things that I feel like I got to improve on. And, you know, it uh, keeps me motivated throughout the summer. So in terms of, you know, hanging on to that, you know, I don't think that's really a yep. problem for, for, for any of us. I think we're just going to, you know, approach it with a, with a clean slate next year. Saying all that, you talk about the, the buzz, you talk about being rejuvenated. How could that translate to results on the ice and and how are you feeling about what this group could accomplish for the coming season uh cer- certainly optimistic you know i'm uh feel very positive about it I, I i really like the guys in the dressing room i like our players i like our staff um you know i think marky can be you know one of the best uh goalies in the league and in, in between the pipes so you know we got a great foundation and it's just about maybe adding a piece here or there, and, and uh, you know, we're going to see what happens. What's the rest of the summer look like for you now? You're, uh, you're here for a little bit. What else, uh, what else is on the docket? Uh, not, not, not a whole lot, yeah. I've kind of um, had my events kind of earlier in the summer. So okay. just looking back, uh, you know, getting back home and, you know, getting on the ice with some of uh, the other NHL players in my city and just, uh, you know, trying to, trying to improve. Really appreciate the time this afternoon, Nazem. Really do uh, enjoy the rest of your time out here in Calgary and have a great rest of your offseason. We'll see you in September. Thanks so much for doing this today. All right, guys. Anytime. Talk soon. Thanks. Okay. That's Nazem Kadri of the Calgary Flames joining us on Flames Talk. He joins us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. 15-time Consumer's Choice Award winner at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast for pickup or delivery. Call 403-248-3344. It's Steinberg and Vickers along with you. This hour of Flames Talk is underway. Seems like a, seems like a pretty... Like he, that, that seemed pretty legit when he was talking about re- being rejuvenated. You yeah. asked him about the, the group chat. Just This is not even a shot at the outgoing general manager or the outgoing head coach. It's not about Brad. It's not about Daryl. It's just, it is a fresh start. And when you've got an enthusiastic guy like Craig Conroy getting his first shot as general manager and a guy like Ryan Huska, who's getting his first shot at head coach. And a lot of people believe these guys are ready for these opportunities. It just, it's fresh. It's new. It's exciting. And I, I don't know how it translates on the ice. I honestly don't. And, and nobody can tell you one way or the other, how it's going to translate on the ice. But I do think that a fresh approach and, and a fresh vibe, I don't think it can be a bad thing knowing the way things were last year. Does it translate to one win, 10 wins, half a win? 
I have no idea. Does it translate to 10 more points or five more goals for Kadri or, or 30 more points for Huberto? I have zero idea what the actual empirical rub-off is, but it can't be a bad thing. That much I know for sure. No, it's almost the equivalent of trickle-down economics where you have Craig Conroy who's making his mark as a first-time GM. That trickles down to rookie head coach Ryan Huska at the NHL level, and then that'll permeate through the players. And if I'm a player and I hear my new head coach wants to get creative on the offensive end and I'm a skilled player, yep. that, that gets me excited. Now, again, to your point, is it one win, five wins, so on and so forth? Is it individual where... It creates five more goals, ten more goals for certain individuals. We don't know, but there's certainly, there's certainly over the course of the last three hundred ish days, a cloud over the Calgary Flames. Well, and that's just and it, it seems like that cloud is parted. That cl- and that cloud was a dark one. It was, uh, it was. Yes, a, it wasn't a fluffy white cloud. It was not a. It was not a cumulonimbus, cumulonimbus uh, cloud. How did I say it right? Cumulonimbus I, cloud. I'm, you had me at hello there. You see me perk up when you tried to use a, a weather term. I'm like, ooh, let's Cumulo, see where this goes. Cumulonimbus is a dense, lowering vertical cloud, typically forming from water vapor condensing in the lower troposphere that builds, builds upward, carried by powerful, buoyant air currents. Is it, it white and fluffy? Yeah, it's white and fluffy. Okay, perfect. That you was just not, needed to say white and fluffy. That was not a cumulonimbus cloud that was hanging over the flames. It was a dark storm cloud that, that seemed to get worse as the year went along. And so you make the changes, whether it was player person A's fault, player B's fault, or person C's fault as to why that black cloud existed, these changes dissipated a little bit, or a lot in this case. And and again, like that that seemed like a pretty enthusiastic Nazem Kadri that seemed like a guy that was, you know, pretty fired up to get into next season. And I did like the I played in Toronto for ten years. That, like, was, uh, that last, was good. Yeah. Last year, like that's easy. I'm not I'm not worried about that. I was very curious that you referenced the Florida Panthers and what is it? You have to get into the dance to have a chance. Yep. I didn't have the heart to just ask him. The Flames finished with one more point than Florida. Yeah, that would have been mean. Don't do that. I wasn't about to bring that up. But again, to go back to your point where does a rejuvenation account for two points? Does it count for four points? Flames are only two points back of the Winnipeg Jets for that final spot in the West. Yep. So let's see where this takes the Calgary Flames, I guess. Now, do they beat Vegas in round one? Probably not. Probably not. Vegas went on to win the Stanley Cup and did so in in pretty impressive fashion. But you do got to get. Here's the other thing that I know: if you don't make the playoffs, you cannot win the Stanley Cup. I, I'm going to fact check that in the break. I can be very confident in that. You do that. Uh, we're coming at you, Aaron Vickers, Pat Steinberg. Thanks to uh, Nazem Kadri for joining us. Thanks to Peter Hanlon at the Flames for uh, making that happen. Uh, Flames talk is underway on this Wednesday. We're coming at you from our Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Do you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings? Visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free. Free estimate. They are all things basement-y. Hey, it's George Russick. And Matty Rose. We host the big show with Russick and Rose. If you miss us weekday mornings on Sportsnet 960 to fan, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, download the podcast on demand. So many places that you can find the podcast wherever you get your favorite. NHL, NFL, CFL, MLB, the stories that sports fans in Calgary want to hear. We got it for you. We are the big show. Flamestock is on the air and streaming on the Sportsnet mobile app. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, Calgary. All right, this hour continues. It's our uh, final week of Flamestock before we go on hiatus for a few weeks. And uh, I thought it was a good day because Wednesday, 
is when we bring in our next guest, Jonathan Davis from NHL Network and NHL Network Radio. He's our Pacific Division insider. And I thought it would be a good day to just look ahead to the season ahead in the Pacific Division, take a look at the off seasons thus far, and start projecting ahead how competitive some of these teams that Calgary will be competing against next year might be. So I think, well, Jonathan said he was good to go, so I figure we do just that. Hello, JD. Jonathan Davis joins us now on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. How are we doing? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, the uh, the Pacific Division produced the Stanley Cup champion for the first time in a long time, and it's the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm just there were there was a lot of talk last year about what the Pacific is, what it might be, how competitive it was. So if you if if we take a look at who's in this division. How uh, how good a division, how competitive, how strong a division are you expecting this to be for next year? Well, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't see really much of a drop-off from, you know, what we had this past season. I mean, I think that, um, you know, look, on, on the surface, um, you know, I think Vancouver got a little better, not as good as they needed to. I, I, I like, you know, for a team that, that uh, you know, penalty killing was foreign to them, they added two blue liners in, in Ian Cole and Carson Soucy that will help the penalty kill. And, but they didn't, you know, they added two guys and one of them is going to likely have to play in the second pair and they're not really second pairing guys. So, you know, they, they helped one part of their game. Um, I don't think Seattle dropped off. Uh, you know, we've talked about Los Angeles. They are definitely deeper at center with the addition of, Pierre-Luc Dubois, but I don't, you know, they didn't improve their goaltending. And, you know, Pat, they may have nights where, well, if they, have, if they get an injury, unless it's a long-term IR injury, they're, they're likely to have to play short at times this year. Um, but, you know, the, the 12 forwards that they've gotten, their top 4D, you know, I, I think, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely better with the Dubois addition. So I, I like where the Pacific is going. I don't I don't see a drop off. And then, you know, the, the city that you reside in is is very much a mystery team. Um us too. I don't think the Edmonton Yeah. You know, I don't think the Edmonton Oilers are done uh by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I think that they're still gonna try you know, they they, they you know, can they find a way to get Eric Carlson on this team? You know, we'll see. I, I don't think the I think the Oilers are still a bit of an incomplete uh, and I like what Anaheim did, I, you know, in adding both Gudis and, um, and, and Alex Kalorn. Kalorn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're better. They added two, two pros to the roster. They added two guys that will, you know, not allow this young team to be pushed around like they've been ever since they lost Nick Delorier. So kind of long-winded, but that's, you know, that's where I, I see things in, in this division. And, but I will say, Pat, I don't know about you. <laughs> For me, the biggest winner of free agency, and, 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 I, and I, I say this somewhat tongue firmly planted in cheek, but I say it because I think he did a phenomenal job. I think the job that Pat Brisson did in getting, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois that 8 times 8.5 and getting Anze Kopitar, who's going to be 37 when his deal kicks in, yeah. at two years at $7 million, I think Pat Brisson won free agency. <laughs> He's and he's won. Uh, he's won a lot of a uh, lot of free agencies before with uh, some of the some of the yeah, clients and, he and has. He got the Duchesne deal. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, but I will say, like to back up, 
I don't understand why the LA Kings made that sign that deal right now. I don't think it makes any sense for them. The Dubois deal? Why you're giving? No, well, the Dubois deal, like I don't like it. No, but to get to why they needed to sign Kopitar. Oh, the Kopitar deal. Away. Yeah. yeah, you're giving a guy when that deal kicks in, he's going to be 37. He's going to be paid. You, you just paid him off. Look, a phenomenal year, and this is nothing. Look, I. Nothing, this is not an Anze Kopitar bash by any stretch. I'm not here to, to, to rip on him, but you're paying him after a phenomenal year, and he's going to be 37 when that deal kicks in. You could have, you know, he, he wasn't going to be going, he wasn't going to be making more than $7 million next year. I just don't know why they went and they felt they needed to do that deal right now. If you told me it was two times five, okay, fine. But two times seven? God bless, you know, congrats to Paprasan. Really happy for, for <laughs> Kopitar. Don't understand it from the Kings' perspective. You know, it just, I, I, it, it, it further will limit you, you know, in, in, in other deals you want to make. So, Did, uh, are, are the Kings who get ousted by Edmonton for a second straight year in round one, do you look at them as a better team? You mentioned Dubois. They had to trade away some pieces to get Dubois. They, their, their goaltending situation is quite interesting. They're able to keep Gavrikov. I'm just curious, with the team that went out in Game 6 against Edmonton to what they'll be for Game 1 of 82, do you think they're a better squad this coming year than they were this past year? Well, like I said, they're better down the middle. Blake Lazat was their third line, you know, could have, you know, becomes their fourth line center. At times he was their 3C. So, you know, having, you know, Dubois and Dano and Kopitar down the middle, that's really good. Um, but, you know, you're, you're going to likely go with two, you know, inexperienced players in your third pairing, or at least two, you know, two of your six defensemen are going to be guys that have yet to play you know, even a half a season in the NHL, like a you know, you know, you know, play forty games in one year. So, you know, whether it's going to be Brant Clark or whether it's going to be a guy like Andreas England, who I don't know why, I'm not sure. You know, there's a 27 year old kid who got kid, 27 year old guy who played in Colorado and Chicago, and I think ironically the guy who concussed Alex Turcott in the minors. Um, but you're like a Jordan Spence uh, or Tobias Bjornfoot. I mean it's going to be a mix and match of the third pairing. So that's definitely a question. And yeah, I mean, look, they pushed all their chips in, in the middle, you know, figuratively and literally and figuratively with Dubois that they, you know, they were left with, you know, a goaltending tandem of Cam Talbot and Phoenix Copley. I, I guess, look, if Talbot can be anything of what he was in Minnesota, then if they get that version, then they're in good shape. But the Ottawa version wasn't a very good one. Yeah. Agreed, and, and I'm a big I'm a big Talbot guy. I really am, but I don't know what he is at this stage of his career. Is he a is he a tandem guy? Can he still be a, a one? I don't know. So I'm with you in that. Well, respect. He's not going to be a one, but he just look. They're they're going to be they're, they're they're splitting duties. There's no question that I mean I'd be shocked. You know, maybe it's fifty. You know, fifty and thirty two, but. You know, it's nothing. I would think we're we're closer to you know forty one forty one than fifty thirty two, okay. unless somebody got, goes on a tear. I, I just, you know, it, it's it's very chancy what they're doing. Um, and then the other thing for me, Pat, is you know, Quentin Byfield. But when you look at the Dubois deal and you look at the Kopitar deal, 
the likelihood that Quinton Byfield will ever play center for this team, you know, is three years from now. If we believe, you know, if, if you know, that's he's definitely not going to be the center this year. And so, uh, you know, play who had a at one time had a plethora of, of, of a bright future at center with whether, you know, it was Turcotte, it was Kapari, um, and then it became Byfield. But now, you know, you, you, you put all that uh, real estate, you're investing in, in Byfield at number two in the draft and he's not playing center. Um, I mean, it forced them into the Dubois signing. That's kind of what the way I also look at it. Right. Byfield's inability to adapt to center forced them to make this move. We are chatting with Jonathan Davis. He's our Pacific Division insider from NHL Network and NHL Network Radio. You, uh, you, you say you like what the Anaheim Ducks did um, as they add Alex Kalorn and also sign Radko Gudis. And so I, I guess we'll lump the Ducks and Sharks, who both missed the playoffs mm-hmm. by a, a country mile last year. What, what have, uh, how have we felt about the off-seasons for Anaheim and San Jose as both teams are, are very clearly in rebuild mode still? Yeah, and then, you know, look, and the Ducks today announced the, the signing of Leo Carlson to his yes. entry-level deal. Yep. Now, he could, he could end up in a lot. He could, he could play in Anaheim this year. He could play... Uh, with their AHL team in San Diego, or he goes, or he can go back to Sweden. Um, but I think he'll stay in North America. Uh, look, the, the future is—it's pretty good. It's pretty bright. And and I, like I said, I really like these moves because you know the the big two signings. So look, a, a team that is fighting for ninth in in, in Anaheim, uh, most likely this year. And we'll see. And again, we don't know. Does John Gibson get moved? You know, we're still waiting on on clarity there. So I don't think Anaheim is done yet. In the case of San Jose, you know, look, they bring in Anthony Duclair. Um, and, and I'm sure that that's going to be a tough one for Duclair. To, you know, I'm sure he did not want to leave that Florida situation whatsoever. And, um, you know, when you sign Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, hopefully, you know, you know, they can turn, turn him around and, and then you take a flyer on Zadina. So, you know, they're bringing in guys that um, they're, they're making their team better. Um, but the big thing will be is, you know, if and when they can move Eric Carlson, how does that change the look of this team? You know, it, you know, for this year in the short term, uh, since that's what we're focusing on, you know, so we're, 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 you know, they're, they're still kind of incomplete on, on, you know, what they've done to their team. But for now, look, they've added three guys that, you know, played in the NHL. Um, they, they need more of that. They need more of that. No question. Is Seattle still a factor next season? Oh, I think so. I, I don't see, you know, I, I don't see any real drop off and, you know, we'll wait and see what happens, um, you know, with, with Vince Dunn, um, you know, I'm, I, you know, look, they, you know, they I, understandably, I understand, you know, that they move away from, from Daniel Sprong. Uh, yep. And just, just because of what they've got coming up, you know, you know, a guy like Cole Lind, who, you know, they can pay seven seventy five to, as opposed to Daniel Sprong, who, you know, got himself a $2 million contract after, you know, uh, a, a solid year in Seattle. And then they add, you know, they added uh, Belmar, you know, there, there's a guy that wherever he plays endears himself to his teammates and you know what you're going to get out of him, you know, yeah, 38 years old, but, you know, can play, can play center. It was going to kill penalties. So I, 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 I like, I like what Seattle ha- has done. And we're just waiting on the Vince Dunn signing. And, oh, and then they add, you know, and they bring back 
they bring Kyler Yamamoto in, and maybe maybe Yamamoto can be what Daniel Sprong was yeah. last year, and you know, no pressure. And you add Dumoulin to the to the blue line. So, uh, and then their goaltending tandem next year looks like it'll be Grubauer and Decord. So Joey Decord, who had a, a great run for the Coachella Valley uh, Firebirds, yep. and, uh, you know, as they fell just short, one game short, and. And overtime went in Game Seven. Uh, you know, he he distinguished himself uh, quite well this year in Seattle. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't see a, a drop off there uh, for the Kraken either. Uh, I like you know there. It, it looks good. So I, I you know when you say I don't see any regression in the division. I mean the big question will be again, is what's the roster going to look like in Calgary when the season starts? Yeah, I mean we we. we... Jonathan, I don't know the answer to that question. Stop asking. <laughs> no, it's it, it's going to be rather rather fascinating what goes on for sure. Uh, you uh, you uh, mentioned. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I just. I mean, I'm just. That's that's the one thing I'm waiting on. You know what 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 is Craig Conroy ultimately going to do? Um, you know, as he tries to you know to change change the look of this team. I mean, you've already moved one player out. Now, you know, with Toffoli going to New Jersey, and, you know, God, that makes that, that devil's offense look rather frightening. Yeah, it does. Um, you mentioned Vancouver. You thought they'd get better, but maybe not as – they didn't take the steps or didn't get better enough for them to take a, a step in the Pacific Division. that fair to characterize where you are on them? Yeah, I mean, they, look, they got – tougher they got guys that that fit the rick Tockett mold with ian cole and carson susie but one of those guys is likely going to have to play up in the lineup like they still don't have a true second pairing blue liner and you know that's something that you know that they sorely need but as i said you know they got two guys that'll help them you know kill penalties uh with susie and cole uh, so that's you know that, that's the company part. We'll see where, you know, a guy like Phil Peronic lands. I mean, you know, how, you know, w- could he be, could he be that guy? Uh, you know, uh, you know, so with Hughes and Myers and Ronick and Susie and Cole, it, it's not a, it's, you know, it's okay. It's better than I, I than it was a year ago. Um, but I must, you know, and then you've, you know, the other thing is, is that the JT Miller talk goes, you know, that that's gone now. So I think that that, that circus is over yeah. in Calgary and, you know, and so I, I think that a lot of that outside noise is gone. And then hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, they should have a healthy Mikheyev. They'll have, you know, Bavillier for a full year unless they fall out of things and they, you know, with him being a, a UFA after this season, you know, then they can move him. Um, but I like, you know, like the Teddy Bluegrad is solid, you know, another guy that can help them kill penalties that that was a, you know, a sore spot for the Canucks last year. So they addressed, you know, and they did address an important need and, you know, cause too many times, whether it was Thatcher Demko or Colin Delia, whoever it was, Spencer Martin, you know, too many times they're, they're looking over their shoulder on a penalty kill because they're digging the puck, you know, looking for the puck that's behind them. Mm-hmm. So, they, they they have addressed the need, and we'll see if, if if they can you know manage the ice time, you know of of their D in a way that guys don't get overexposed. 
So we'll see where that goes. And you did mention Edmonton. We'll finish off with the Oilers, uh, a team that, again, has has won three playoff rounds in the last two years. They get to round two this year, get ousted by the eventual cup champion for a second consecutive year. They, they've been quiet. They haven't had a ton of salary cap space for quite some time. Um, they, they signed Connor Brown, and a lot of people think that that could end up being a real savvy signing for Ken Hawkins' group. But, I mean, th- this... This team is all about the the core group and getting to another level. I'm just curious as to how you're feeling about this Oilers team as they go into year three of kind of being in that cup contention conversation. Well, I mean, they, they just, look, it, it just comes down to can Stuart Skinner or Jack Campbell be a lot better than they were, you know, at least in the playoffs for Stuart Skinner. I mean, ultimately, that's where it's going to come down to. Uh, you know, the Stuart Skinner that we saw during that stretch, you know, late March and April, you know, when Edmonton, I think, what lost just once in, you know, in 15 games. Um, that was, you know, that was unconscious Stuart Skinner. So, I mean, ultimately, that's they, they just have to be better in in that area. And, and then, look, they're going to have a full year out of Ekholm, you know, I'm not, you know, Cody Cece and, and Kulak, you know, I like them, but I think that, you know, they, they definitely need more and we'll see, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes with Evan Bouchard this year, who kind of, you know, stumbled a bit in the playoffs, but definitely on, on, you know, like the trajectory of where he is going. And if he, and if he can, you know, get, get, learn from that playoff experience, then, you know, that that's going to be a really good top pairing with Ekholm and Bouchard. And, and then you continue to allow Darnell Nurse, you know, play in that second pairing. So, you know, well, again, it, it's just everything blue line back for Edmonton. Yeah. They, they just need to – those guys need to continue to develop in a way that, you know, allows, allows the Oilers to take the next step. Um, but the other thing, you know, and, and I think the one guy that is you know, gotten off the hook, at least for now – I mean, is is R&H. I mean, you know, you saw all the excitement that Connor McDavid had when he scored, you know, finally scored a goal in the playoffs. But, you know, he was pretty much on a milk carton. And yeah. After know, that regular they're, they're season, just, too. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they can't. They can't afford that. They just absolutely can't afford that. And no. I know I'm dating the obvious, but that's, you know, the pieces are there. It's just a matter of, you know, can those pieces take the next step um, and allow, you know, give Edmonton a shot? I mean, look, I think it's a rough beginning for Vegas. As we know, it's, you know, every team just parties like, like they're rock stars after winning the cup. And um, I don't think there's going to be any, you know, it's, it's obviously a very short summer in Vegas. We'll, we'll see how they get out of the gate. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and maybe it really doesn't matter. At the, at the end of the day, Pat, what have we learned? Just get in, right? Yep. Just, just find a, find a way to get in, and 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 go from there. Use the regular season. Uh, Paul Maurice talked about it. He used the regular season as a way to prepare his team for the playoffs. I don't think you know he he never felt, at least my understanding was that the playoffs were you know were could have were going to be this year, but they were. And so yeah, use the season to get yourself ready for the playoffs and uh, and develop you know play that style of hockey, you know through most of the 82 games because can't play for 82, but 
so we'll see. It, it, yeah, it, it'll be exciting. Again, the big story is, is, is your team. It's all on you. It's all eyes on Calgary for me. I, and us. Believe us. It's all eyes on the team out yeah. here as well. Um, get out of here. Appreciate it all year, JD. It's been great going around the Pacific Division all year with you. When uh, when we're back in August, might uh, give you a call, reconvene once again. But have a great rest of your summer, hey. Appreciate all the help, all the conversations all season long. Thanks, JD. Thank you. And what's your big summer plan, Pat? What are got you a doing little, uh, I got a little uh, hiatus. Uh, I'm uh, off to Europe in about a week and a half. Uh, a little uh, Paris, Dusseldorf, Hamburg, Berlin, back to Paris and home. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. My, my wife and daughter have done Barcelona, Greece, Croatia, and are finishing up in Italy right now. Nice. I almost did. I almost did Spain. It's just harder to get around. It's harder to get to some of the spots I wanted via train. There's a phallus line that goes right from Paris to Dusseldorf. So thought that, and then the German trains are out of this world. So it was just easier on a solo trip to do it like this. So that's, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Two and a half weeks. See if I make it home alive. You've earned it, pal. Yep. You've earned it. Thank you, pal. I will. Enjoy your summer. We'll talk soon. Take care. Be well. Thanks, J.D. Jonathan Davis, NHL Network, NHL Network Radio. He is our Pacific Division insider. He joins us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. 15-time Consumer's Choice Award winner at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. For pickup or delivery, call 403-248-3344. As we start to wrap up this hour, thanks to Mr. Vickers. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your summer. We are done on Flames Talk for before the hiatus, so... Thank you to you for uh, hanging out all year long. I'm so glad you said on Flames Talk. I thought you were just ending it with me all together there. We are done. Yeah, I'm uh, breaking up with you. Been a slice. Heavy side. It's better to have loved than lost than to have never loved at all. Goodbye, Patrick. Bye, Vicks. Uh, for Aaron Vickers on Twitter at AA Vickers for our outstanding producers this hour, Taylor, Azam, and Shan. My name is Pat Steinberg. That'll wrap us up on the Sports Drive, brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe, Calgary's trusted locksmith for emergency unlocks and more. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com.